right, folks, grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies presents Tales of the Trophies, the SEC's greatest rivalry. What's up, folks? How we doing? EJ, how are you, bud? I'm doing wonderful. Genuinely. Wonderful. This is probably Genuinely. one of this is probably one of the better Mondays I've had. This is oh so, nice. Spoiler alert, we're recording this on a Monday for you guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just just you know, some most Mondays are just kind of a slug, you know, ugh, um, you know, get the bad taste of football betting and your team being terrible mm-hmm. on the weekend. And, you know, usually that that yeah. carries over to Mondays. But um, I don't know at this current moment. I think it's probably because I'm excited about this episode. But I feel no, there good. you go. You've cho- you've chosen to rise above your circumstances. Yes, I think Honorable. so. How are you doing? Shitty. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh I was up late watching that game. I had a... Uh, I, I fell asleep. I didn't watch any of it. I had a touchdown score parlay for Pickens and Fryermuth, and Pickens uh, scored early. And I'm like, great. Like, that bodes really well because it's National yeah. Tight End Day. Like, <laughs> Fryermuth is like, you know, a lock in the... You know, like, it, when you get down to the goal line, Pat Fryermuth's a good target as any. And... uh no one scored in the second half. I no. even <laughs> thought about taking the second half under and total game under at halftime. I didn't because I took a shower at halftime and just, you know, just didn't have time. I kind of forgot about it. And I was like, yeah, I have enough lost bets. Like, who knows? Maybe they'll get it on track. But um, yeah. no, they didn't. No one else scored. And uh, no. it was miserable. So. Yeah uh yeah so that sucked so i was really tired it was just a lot of like meetings today and random stuff coming up so yeah yeah that's me that's me we're but you know what i am excited for this episode we're talking about a great rivalry a, a, a great trophy i don't know uh i've not seen this one and oh uh one of my favorite activities in the world tailgating oh i thought it was cocktails Cocktailing. Uh, cocktailing yeah i mean i did also a great movie you know uh i wish i could could do that that stuff that the tom cruise does in in cocktails sure yeah cocktails um, and dreams all right guys so we are talking today about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party we are which is the annual rivalry game between the Florida Gators and the George Bulldogs. So as we were looking and trying to think through a drink for this, I will say one, unfortunately, there isn't a branded cocktail for this party. Surprising. I think that that's a big missed opportunity. Other four loco, probably at one (laughs) point, like original four loco. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which organically... If you guess, if you want my prediction of what the trophy looks like, it's a just a giant original four loco. Yes, um, yeah that 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 makes a lot of sense. Uh, unfortunately, don't have one. So Mike and I, we, we kind of teased it last episode, but this is going to be a special presentation. This is a yes. whiskers and whiskeys special presentation where we Indeed. are going to dive into tailgating and so we decided as we were thinking through a cocktail what would be a good tailgate cocktail involving whiskey because you have your classics uh especially with uh, a bloody mary right that that's like uh, Mm -hmm. 
a tried and true cocktail gate uh, cocktail and yeah. usually have that one person that you know that has like the secret recipe and do you want it's it just, spicy it's all it's yeah. always the guy that's always like it has to be spicy right it, it's just it's just zing zang mix that's all it is <laughs> that, that i mean if you are making a cocktail with anything other than zing zang like I don't know what to tell you, bud. Like that, they they figure it out. They crack the code on the on the on the Bloody Mary. That's for damn sure. So, so we uh, it it was kind of funny because I feel like we barely talked about it, but we both just kind of came into like instant agreement on yeah. on this. And I and I can honestly say I've never had this at a tailgate, but I think it should be. It's it's a very relatively easy thing to make. Um, and yeah. I think it's going to do the job, but, yeah. uh, I, I don't even know if it, it doesn't really officially have a name. So, no. uh, I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, people kind of referred to it as like a, a spiked Arnold Palmer or mm-hmm. as Mike affectionately called it a diabetic John Daly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but today we are going to do our own mix of sweet tea so it's mm-hmm. and actually when you think about this and i thought about this after we talked about it um and it just kind of fits perfectly with what we're saying so sweet tea usually actually not usually it is associated with the south yes. i will argue that georgia is a big part there's there's a big sweet tea culture in georgia right like yes. tea, tea is just sweet like you don't yes. get plain tea there no. right no. so when you combine the sweet tea of georgia with the citrusy and you weren't on that episode uh with the florida the florida episode but lemons are uh a, a very popular even though obviously oranges are what florida is known for they do a lot of other citruses uh, oh in yeah florida. oh i'm aware i'm aware yeah so adding the florida lemons with the georgia sweet tea and then of course if it's whiskers and whiskeys you gotta have the whiskey there gotta have the whiskey there so there you go guys we have our sweet tea lemonade whiskey whatever you want to call it a spiked arnold palmer a diabetic john daly i threw what, out there what was the name you said yeah i said whiskers and whiskey southern charm or like a two dub southern charm it. just something it. here yeah um as far as putting it together i, I <laughs> you know what i did was i filled an entire glass full of um you know the mixture of lemonade and sweet tea and then because i had so much liquid in there i added two shots and it's a tailgate right because oh, yeah. you're probably not gonna add one shot at a tailgate, no right? no no the pour with love pour with that, love at the tailgate. that's that's our recipe is you just you pour with love with all, all of your ingredients if you oh, want yeah. to do more whiskey than the rest of the two have at it um, i'm a big uh when i make my like a homemade orange palmy i was gonna ask you way more lemonade than really tea. oh yeah oh yeah see i, just, I think i'm a tea a more like 60 40 uh, tea to, i was gonna ask no you, like no I'm, I'm like i'm like 70 30 <laughs> lemonade to tea like i just i just want like just this like a splash of tea i i'm a big lemonade guy i actually just bought a four mini pack of lemonade the other week and karen and i were sitting around looking at each other last night and she's like I wish we had more lemonade. I'm like, I almost <laughs> bought some today. Like I, I, you know, every time I go past that section of the grocery store, I stop because I there's the Newman Zone. I'm a, I love Paul Newman, so you know, big eh? Newman Zones, and eh? then they, the Minute Maid or whoever makes the little tiny or Tropicana yeah. makes little tiny ones, like yep. eight ounce bottles. So, 
I will say my lemonade is just like a food lion brand. I, I didn't, I forgot about it when we went to Wegmans. Wegmans probably had like a real good lemonade, right? That you can get. So I think it would be better if this was a real, real lemonade, but you know, what's a, what's a great lemonade. If, if you get it, you probably get, I'm sure you can get it. Wegmans, um, Santa Cruz. The only okay. drawback is it's a glass bottle. So it looks like the old uh, Gatorade bottles, you know, like when when Gatorade used to come in a glass bottle, it looks like that. Uh, Santa Cruz. Yeah, very, very good lemonade. Very good lemonade. Now I'm going to buy that next time we go to the store. It's in the organic section. So So uh, I just picture you and like the, you always see those uh, pictures or videos, I guess, depending of the mimosas. And it's always like someone that fills an entire champagne glass full of, uh, or glass full of champagne and then does the little drips of orange yep. juice to make it a yep. mimosa yep. i'm picturing you doing that as an almost arnold palmer right you i get just... like an eyedropper out i get <laughs> right. a little eyedropper just a little just, tea you know, just a little tea so is that just uh I, I guess another segue to your life i'm sorry if you don't want this out there but michael is from the land of arnold palmer is yes. this like is this a latrobe is that how he had it? Was he a 50-50 no, guy? Do we know? I, I think he's pretty much a 50-50. I mean, we can go back and check the tape because there is that ESPN commercial where he pours oh, it. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think we can he go does back three, doesn't he? I, I, I distinctly remember because it's like Bouchergrass or someone that's watching him, right? And they're like, yeah. what a pro because I think yeah. he goes one, two, and then he one goes back, back to one more. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. I don't think yeah. he does four. I think he does three. So I will. So I will. I will do that too. I'll do lemonade <laughs> as a base. Okay. And then I'll do uh, my iced tea, and then, like, if I'm at a restaurant, and yeah. I will drink some. Yeah. And I will like I used to do this in college, right? And you get like the, um, you know, like the Coke, uh, just like a Coke, um, the cup, you know, like the uh, waxy ones, you know. Like, you know, a to-go cup, like a restaurant, oh, okay. Like okay. Standard, okay. you know, yeah. yeah, like a Coke a to- cup, right? Yeah. Okay. Just a standard cup to go, yes. you know, yes. not like the, a glass cup. To be a, yeah, okay. Well, because it's branded with Coke, you know, like that's the one, it has Coca-Cola on the outside. And um, so, I, like, if we're eating at our place that has takeout, not like the mess hall, because the mess hall has glass, uh, I would make it. And then on the way out, I would fill it up with lemonade. Like I would probably drink half of it and then fill the rest with lemonade on my way out. Yeah. And then maybe like a splash of tea and then go back for the lemonade. Like it's, that's yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The more, you know, there guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well then in, in honor of our largest outdoor cocktail party, we have our, our boozy Arnold Palmer, our, our Southern charm. Two dub so, Southern charm. There two you go. dub Southern charm. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers to you. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so on to pick them with the boys. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> I went over three again, again, um, I, I killed three quarterbacks in the process. So I, uh, I, this is going to be like my kind of rant of the week here. And maybe I don't want you just... to bet on Alabama. Just, <laughs> I'm afraid. Just because like, I think I'm just going to get all my frustrations out this year. And, and I know this just sounds like a terrible gambler addict. Like this is going to sound like a rant from him, but I I don't care. I (laughs) hate when you can be on the right side of, of the bet, but lose it. So what I mean by that is, and I know this is like, I don't care. I had UAB 
plus three and a half and mm. they were winning and mm. i was on the right side of that things yep. were just looking great and the yep. quarterback dies yeah and then of course because he dies they end up losing by three right of mm. course so fast forward to another game kansas state adrian martinez starting quarterback dies in the first five minutes yeah screwed nope the backup leads them to a 28 to 17 lead at halftime right looking good to cover the uh was it like seven that they were um no no it's three and a half again right it was yeah three and, three and, half, and, three and a half. half yep so yep. three and a half yep. still looking good they're up 11 right and the offense yep. is looking great tcu is just uh, exhausted from the gauntlet that they had third quarter starts second string guy dies so it's just like what am i supposed to do here like i was on and of course they lose by 10 i hate when you feel like you're on the right side or you know you're on the right side of the pick but something happens in yeah. the game and i know yeah. like well that's all things it's just so frustrating because oh, sometimes yeah. you're just off right oh, you have yeah. a bad read on a game maybe off bad read wasn't going to happen but it's nothing worse than you know, like you're feeling great about it. Or even you can probably make this argument. I didn't get to watch the game, but I felt like I heard from multiple people that Texas just blew it against Oklahoma State. You they just did. We're feeling great. And then, you know, you're on the right side of it and something happens and it's just gone. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Texas is definitely different. They were in absolute control of that game. I mean, they were in absolute control and then they just. They just blew it. I mean, I, I don't think Quinn Ewers, like he did not play. Well. He went like 16 for 47 or something like that. It yeah. was terrible performance by him. And uh, yeah, like he looked scared. He looked terrified. And yeah, they just, they blew it, man. And uh, so that sucked because I was like, cause you said it, you know, you said I was flying close to the sun with Texas. And then, you know, a bunch of the people in the pick them took the Cowboys. And I'm like, okay hook them let's go all right all right all right and then yeah yes i don't know what happened but there is like to your point there's nothing worse than like bending on someone and then they just get it like uh gosh who just got in who got injured the other week just right at the start of the game yeah i mean it's it's just a catastrophe sometimes so yeah it's tough it's tough man yeah yeah it, uh, it's just it, it can it can be so frustrating and what I was tr I was trying to find it I saw it one time and and the Detroit sports radio guys talked about it but I saw it on Instagram and I should have just sent it to you even if it was just to like have it archived I couldn't find it again but there was there's a meme out there and it's um, a person like looking into a, like passionately pointing at themselves in a mirror and the meme says like you're not bad at betting the players are bad at playing <laughs> and i couldn't have felt that more this weekend yeah. like it yeah. wasn't me it was these stupid players <laughs> frustrating yeah man. Uh, but what, why don't you update us on where we at with our competition because we're coming down to the wire here now it's, we uh, are the winding we are weeks. so uh you and chris are, are bringing up the rear with three wins each and not far behind you, or not far ahead of you, is Joe and Jimmy with four wins each. Then when we look to the, the top three, so Nick has eight. And then Nathan is in the lead with 11 and a half, and I'm right behind him with 11. So that, that push from the TCU game, which we all watched together, yes. I said, that's a push. That's yep. all good. We love that. Yeah. 
he's he's that is keeping him ahead so it was a <laughs> two and one week for me and a two and one week for him too so i missed on obviously texas and boy i, I a lot of people uh he took he took old miss jimmy took old miss there's a lot of like crossover in our picks a couple of people took cues so i took cues this obviously yeah this i, I will say this i, I feel like I feel like this stands pretty like right. Like I think this has stood the the test of this season. I, I don't think there's a team that's good enough to go on the road and beat a ranked team. Like uh, if you think about it, we have all these teams. So like UCLA, fantastic, has beaten really mm-hmm. good teams at home. Couldn't go to Eugene, right? It'll be interesting to see when the Ducks have to travel to Utah, what yeah. happens. I can guess what's going to happen, right? Road Bull yeah. Knicks. Um, you know, you just have all these teams, like, I, I guess maybe Georgia, but we, we have to, oh, I guess they're going to get Tennessee at home, but it's like, can Tennessee beat someone on the road? Yeah. They're going to have a chance, but I doubt yeah. it. So it's just like, it's one of those years where you can almost, almost, I mean, obviously depending on the spread bet that the, the road team, even if they're ranked, uh, there's road teams that are struggling to be unranked teams like, yeah. at home. So uh, are on the road so uh, it's just one of those years where it's it's i don't know that there's really that spectacular team like it yeah. could be georgia gotta see them play again they haven't played anyone in you know three months so yeah um, yeah it'll yeah. be interesting but yeah it's, been, it's, it's gonna been be i the... think it's gonna be a wild november like i yeah. think that this might be a uh like this weekend coming up might be a, a bit of a crazy one we got we got quite a slate set set up here and i think it's gonna be a pretty wild uh we got, we got a couple of trophies we we, we, we got we, we got this this largest uh world's largest <laughs> outdoor cocktail party we have the battle for the beer barrel even though it's not in circulation well it should EJ, be. bring it back EJ, we're gonna we're gonna test your theory about teams going on the road here because we've got a couple games that kind of fall into that category so we've got uh on this Saturday, yep. we've got actually let's start with Thursday. Utah goes to Washington State on scary. Thursday night. What's scary. the spread? That's uh, eight. Uh, Utah favored by eight. <laughs> that's probably almost an autoplay for me at this point. Like I, I might especially take that one too. Pullman, forget too. about it. Pullman yeah. this time of year. I check the weather. I, I don't know. Yeah. A Halloween weekend too. Right. Things are getting spooky. It yeah. might be a spooky weekend. So this yeah. is what we got. So there's that one. Yeah. Ohio State goes to Penn State. It's a noon game. Penn State's coming off homecoming emotional. So I feel like that one and Ohio State's favored by 15 and a half. I feel like that one's going to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That that has probably the best chance. At well, not they're going to win. But like at covering, I will say though, Penn State plays Ohio State tough at home. Oh yeah, uh, it'll yeah, be a whiteout, right? Like yeah. For a minute there, it looked like Iowa was going to cover this weekend. <laughs> right. They were giving them a tough time, and then until they weren't. Uh, <laughs> but hey, well here you go. Saturday at noon, TCU yeah. number seven TCU goes to West yeah. Virginia. That's kind of scary to me. I know West Virginia yeah. because JT Daniels, baby, and, and TCU's luck's running out. Like they yeah. gauntlet after gauntlet after gauntlet. So yeah. now you have slinging JT Daniels. And I've been to Morgantown for Halloween. It's it's an atmosphere. <laughs> it's an atmosphere. Yeah. I'm Those sure. girls dress up like it's Halloween oh, normal days. <laughs> hey, you should see it on Halloween weekend. Yeah. Uh, what else let's we got? see. 
Oregon goes to Cal. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, that could just be like, they got up so much. Yes. And now they go to Cal. What's, what's the spread? Like, or 17. What's the, I mean, Cal's not any good, but can I guarantee you Oregon's going to cover that? No. Yeah. It's because you're right, because they just had a big emotional win. Uh, Oklahoma State goes to Kansas State. Nope. Oh, it depends on Martinez if he well, plays. Well, no uh, K State's favored by a point and a half right now. Okay. That'll be an interesting line to watch. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest goes to Louisville. I, I'm I mean, just gonna keep bringing them up. <laughs> this is just the top twenty-five. Yeah. Illinois goes to Nebraska. I Cincinnati goes to UCF. Um, Who's in the see. top twenty-five there? Cincy. Yeah, they're twenty. Okay. Okay. Oh, here, here's one. Here, this is USC goes to Arizona. Uh, I what's what's the number? Fifteen. See, doesn't that sound suspicious? It does. It does sound <laughs> suspicious, right? Because your initial thought is like twenty-eight, right? Not fifteen. Yeah. Uh, the last one, Ole Miss goes to College Station. Yeah, I that's that's one. Yeah, that's one where they're coming off this loss. They have to now go yeah. again on the road to a place that's a pain in the ass, no matter how bad yeah. the team is. Yeah. We're favored know, by two and a half right now. I know yeah. this is going to be a spooky yeah. Saturday. A yeah. lot of, as you said, let's get test what you said. Yeah. Uh, you know what, a guys? lot of ranked teams on the road, like very good teams on the road. My picks are going to come. I, I'm just going to say it. I have nothing to lose at this point. My picks nothing. are going to come from that stretch that you just said. Uh, I'm going to pick from, I'm going to test it. I'm not going to just pick every one, right? I have three to pick. I will definitely pick from those uh, home dogs. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take three home dogs. I might, uh, I might do a little parlay of all those games. I just, <laughs> just, all just, of them together, home, just well, see. like for like five bucks, you know, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, see what yeah, happens, you yeah. know, just like see what happens. Even better. I might tease it for 10 bucks and just see what happens <laughs> because it, it could be a very spooky weekend. So. Yes. I hope it's spooky enough for uh, a road, huge road dog to go into their rivals that are about an hour and a half South of them uh, and cover. Yeah. I didn't say, oh, yeah, you're, you're uh, yeah. Uh, and we can we just cover, guys? Can we not, you know, have our pants pulled down? That would be nice. Sparty uh, visits the whore and is uh, getting 22. So Yeah, night game, too. It's, I think, only the second or third time it's uh, that game's been played at night. I personally think it's awesome. I know this was the, the last big time? noon. No, they reversed it. No, we I played, mean, was, was uh, the last time they played at night trouble with the snap? Actually, it might have, it might have been the anniversary. I, I can't remember. That was this past weekend. Yeah, I can't remember if that was a three thirty that ended that night. You know, um, mm. it definitely mm. ended at night, but I don't know yeah. if it started at three thirty or if it right. started at seven. I don't remember. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. The, the Fox one well, that's going to change now with the the new um, contract with the Big Ten. But like Fox's big noon kickoff is like the best game. Okay, go fuck yourself. All right, like seven o'clock under the lights. Like come come on. Yeah. Come on, come yeah. on, son. Come like on. that's that's the prime time, not the big noon kickoff. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's not that's not it. Um, okay, so why don't we transition here to our, our special? So this is this is what we're gonna do different here, guys. We're gonna really dive in. We're gonna do a whiskers and whiskeys tailgate special here in honor of the rivalry we are talking about. So we are gonna break down some key elements of a tailgate and just kind of our perspective, our experiences. 
um, our tips, the things that we've done well, not done well, liked, not done, not liked, uh, things we've haven't tried, but we want to, et cetera, et cetera. We're just going to yeah. break down um, a tailgate. So why don't we start off? Oh, go ahead. What are you format wise? Are we thinking that we start with like, like our pick of like the best thing, and then we get into like the honorable mentions because like. That's why I was thinking is that like we, cause we have, so we have five categories, right? Yes. So the categories are drink, food, games, miscellaneous item, and pro move. So I was thinking that we go and name, like we each name our best. We can't double up. Right. And then we can, we can discuss what like honorable mentions are some other like caveats, but like, this is to like the if you are the thought is if like a tailgate, like what is your signature move at a tailgate? Because when okay. you're tailgating, there's some things that you just are like, this is the best thing to have at a tailgate. Like if I don't have this and like, each, I think each of these categories are critical. They all play into like a, a key aspect of a tailgate here. And, sure. and it's, it's a methodology. Right. It's it, there's a methodology here. If you want to have a successful time tailgating and like, you know, you can you can go and just tailgate, you know, and just like have like a, a simple tailgate before a game, you know. But like if you're at like an event like this is like the this is what I'm making sure we have in each of these categories. I'm going to make an argument here that there is no such thing as just like a tailgate before an event like I, I, especially when it comes to football, like you get 17 games a year, right? In the NFL, you get 13 games uh, or 12 games yeah. in college, right? Like you only got so much time a year. It's not like baseball yeah. where you got like, you know, a million freaking games or hockey and basketball, you have 90 million games. Like football tailgates, I, I think every tailgate should be special. And yeah. if you're not yeah. doing it special, yeah, I'm just gonna tell you, you're probably not doing tailgating right. Probably not. Probably not. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So we wanna we wanna kick it off here with the with the first uh first category. Yeah, let's the do drink. it. Drink. Yes. All right. Do you do you want to go first? Naming what is your what is your go to drink? Yeah. At tailgate. Uh, I, I'm I'm simple, and and we can pose this question uh out there. I mean, I can pose it to you. I guess. Um, I'm I'm just a beer guy, to be honest with yeah. you. Uh, I've had plenty of um, times where if there's a, a cocktail, usually it's not a cocktail. Usually it's um, I'm not much of a mixed drink uh, guy right. in general. Right. Um, yeah. I will gladly rip some shots, um, but usually I'm a tailgate beer guy. And usually I just stick to something uh, really easy to drink so I can get as many in as possible. Uh, my preferred one <laughs> is Stroh's. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just a heavenly, uh, Pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. Comes from Detroit, but it's also just, um, a step above a Bud Light and a Miller light, uh, without getting too gourmet like yeah. a, a yeah. Stella. Right. But it's a, yeah. it's a good, solid drinkable taste. Good yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, that, Bohemian that's, style. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. That's that's my go-to. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, well, I mean, just to kind of expound on on the point a little bit. I mean, I agree. Like when it comes to tailgating, 
you know, it's, it, I know the way is it liquor before beer, you're in the clear beer before like, I, I disagree. You know, I, <laughs> I think that you need to, if you're pounding liquor all tailgate long, you're going to have a problem, right? Uh, me, <laughs> if the weather allows for it, I would love, like if it's a baseball game, like Natter days, I love having it. If not like, you know, Natty light, Miller light strows, if it's available like that, that's a great option. Um, but if I'm going to a tailgate, especially if it's a colder tailgate, right? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have like to be. opening day, maybe. Right. I, opening day could get cold, right? So, like, I've been to plenty of opening days where it was snowing and freezing. Uh, I'm going with peppermint patty. I, I'm I'm getting a bottle of Rumpelman's or Ice 101, just peppermint schnapps, and I'm getting a bottle of Hershey syrup, and that's I'm I'm waiting on it. I'm not like drinking it, you know, all tailgate long. Oh. But when we got about an hour till it's time to go into the stadium, maybe an hour and a half before it's time, you know, I'm doing I'm going in the truck, I'm pulling out the 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 ice 101, I'm pulling out that shot. I'm just hold I'm just holding up to say who's first. Who's first, boys? And just, you know, because you just go, it's it's a nice social activity. You get the vibe going, you know, you, everyone's, you know, like take it down. It's just a nice shot. We did that at um the Outdoor Classic. It's great for, you know, uh, uh, Outdoor Classic hockey game. You know, it's great for football. Uh, you know, it's it's a delicious, delicious little shot that, you know, because you're having beer, you're feeling good about yourself. And then you get going with that. You you are shaking your head the entire time. Yes, that I've been talking because you have no idea about my Ice One Hundred One stories, do you? Uh, had, vaguely, I like, have had something's some firing. Bad times with Ice One Hundred One. Um, lovely drink, and that's probably why I've had some bad times with it. Yeah, uh, because it's one of those drinks that you don't need a chaser for. Just like, yeah, I'm popping a mint in my mouth. You know, well, it's yeah, great. You, you got the Hershey syrup. That's your chaser. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Or, or in some cases with some of our listeners that I know that are my friends, uh, one of which is on our Pick'em contest, milk is also something that they've chased it with before. Chris chases it with milk? I mean, I know yes. him. I, I assume like no one else is that deranged. Him and our buddy Ryan. Uh, yes, oh, they used God. to just chase it with uh, with milk. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't milk disagree with anything choice. you're saying. I will say I am, and you can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here. I am a very friendly drunk. Like I am not an yeah. angry drunk, and nope, I've had that's right. two of my most angriest blackouts on Ice 101. Really? Yeah, to the point where I don't think my wife would honestly let me have it again. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'll yeah. remember that. I'll remember that. I will. <laughs> yes. I will keep you away from the Ice One Hundred One. Yeah, I will say, yeah, you know, something it's that lovely. a lot. Of, some, oh yeah, yeah, something that a lot of people do. Uh, you know, you always have that one guy that brings like a handle of Jim Beam, right? Yeah. You know, and you pass the Jim Beam around, you know. And like one year at opening day, we did a beam spit, you know. So like just uh, you take a swig of it, and then you do the Triple H, you know, when Triple H used to spit the water out, you you do that with it. Yeah, we we had we, we cracked in the Jim Beam like three hours before <laughs> first pitch because yeah. it was one of those days where it was rainy and freezing. Yeah, had to get going, and yeah. like that's great. But like the nice thing about the peppermint patty is people aren't putting their lips all over. It. You put your head back. Yeah. You know, someone does the pouring there with the with the beam with the past past the gym beam. You know, you're you're just slobbing it up. 
and and the nice thing about the peppermint patty is you're in control you know and and you know it's a social thing you come on over have a peppermint patty shot you know yeah. you just you give them the pour yep and then before you know it you're entering the the bar slash club at 9 a.m and promptly blacking out and leaving by 9 25 uh and finding your way back home somehow that that's that's you because that's you. <laughs> I gotta hear this full story sometime. Uh yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, that answers my question on whether you're a tailgate beer or liquor person, because I feel like there's usually two ends of that spectrum, people that are just liquoring it up and, and people that stick just to beer. I mean, like I said, I I will gladly take an occasional shot, but typically beer is 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 where yeah. uh, I'm focused on. Um any, any last thoughts on, on no drinks? no let's let's move on let's move on to food food hit me with it i went first you go first yeah okay so you know there's a lot of different types of food that you can have at tailgate you know like that sure. someone's you know usually bringing a grill you know people bring like you know chips and stuff like that uh you know there may be dips that go with the chips you know i have thoughts on that too but for me it doesn't get much better than having some sliders, you know, and I'm talking like, it doesn't matter if it's like a ham and cheese slider, if it's a meatball slider, if it's a, uh, you know, a burger slider, like whatever it is, sliders to me are the best because they're, you know, easily consumable. It's just a small one. You know, you just grab it. And like, if you're in the middle of a game, you just grab your slider, you fire it down. It's not a problem. You don't have to worry about some things where it's like, you know, people getting their grubby paws all over them. Uh, hot dogs and, and brats are great, but like, you know, it, it can be like a process to eat it. You know, like you got to eat, you know, you might be playing a game. It's like playing cornhole. It's like, hold on. I got my dog, you know, I got my beer. You know, it can be too much. A slider is perfect. It's easily consumable. It is to me uh, the best thing that you can have food wise. And you also, you know, you might have too many hot dogs, you know, with sliders, you can like kind of pace yourself. You just go, you grab one, you eat it, and then you might go back and grab another. You're kind of like letting yourself get full as you go along. You don't risk getting overly full yeah. sliders. Okay. I, I I have like two answers to this. I have what I want to do and what is more practical that I end up doing okay okay so i am a breakfast fiend so i and i guess depends on the game right it depends on how early you're tailgating um if it's a noon one o'clock game you're up there Mm -hmm. early or even if it is like a night game and you're just you know you're about that business um and you're still there early breakfast knows no time of day uh, I, I'm I'm just a big breakfast sandwich guy, and yeah. if you're in a place where you can get yourself a decent bagel to bring, um, obviously you kind of have to uh, have that already prepared. The bagel aspect of it, or I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's other things you could put it on. I mean, I'm just a bagel person, but to be able to, if you if you're able to bring a little griddle, um, and it Ooh. can just be like a piece of like a, a removable griddle you put on a grill. It doesn't have to be like a specialized. Yeah, 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 yeah griddle um but yeah just give me like a a bacon egg and cheese and again oh yeah you can do the the bacon the night before so you're just kind of really crisping her up um you can even or even sausage patties uh, on the grill i was gonna uh, say yeah yeah. sausage you can you can do that that's something that i've i've done once or twice um it's always on my mind i could eat a a breakfast sandwich all day every day um 
as far as practically, I don't know what it is. And I don't, I feel like I'm going through a phase where I'm just like not into hot dogs or sausages right now. It's weird. Oh, like okay. a hot sausage is different. I don't know. Maybe it's just because that's, uh, it, it's a little softer. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm just not in a mood for like a ballpark Frank. So burgers oh. are usually my go-to. Uh, and I prefer to spend the time, which I'll get into a little bit later of, of not bringing like a frozen meat, actually like preparing and mixing oh. uh, together a, a good, like fresh ground uh, beef. Uh, and, and I think I, t- I briefly At talked the to tailgate? you about this. Um, yes. Well, no, I, I do this ahead of time. Okay. And then right. I bring the Saran wrap it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I will say, let's see here though, my mom's recipe for burgers. Um, and we did this at a tailgate, um, in Arizona a couple of years ago. So she used to live in Phoenix and the lions were there over, uh, over her birthday right before Christmas. And so we uh, got some tickets and tailgated, uh, the game, uh, which was awesome. And that's when my mom's a really good uh, cook. She loves, and she loves to cook. So yeah. there's always good things. And now that I'm getting older, I'm picking her brain a lot more than I used to. Right. Like yeah. I didn't really care before, but now I'm starting to actually ask her. Um, but one of the burgers, uh, one of the things we did for burgers, uh, which was absolutely de- delicious was, so she does like, if, if you have say a pound of meat, she'll do yeah. three quarters of it ground chuck and yeah. then a quarter of it ground pork and, yeah, and like you that. mix her together. Yep. She'll also in when you're mixing that together, you'll uh, she adds McCormick's uh, burger seasoning. Yep, a little bit of Worcestershire sauce. Yep, yep, yep. And here's here's the key here, and, and you can still ha- add an additional cheese on top, but we like to shred some Asiago and Ooh. mix that into. The yeah, that's sauce. a good move. So you add those five things together, press her down and, and get that going on a grill. And it was just. Beautiful. I feel like you made this burger for me last summer or maybe this summer or something. But yeah, that is that is a delicious burger right there, man. You got you got a lot. That's a complex flavor palette right there yes. that you're putting together. So it's so it's not just a burger. It is a homemade like specific recipe, three parts chuck, one part pork, Worcestershire, the the Mont- or the uh, McCormick seasoning, and the Asiago. I love that. Yeah. So I and and this is just kind of my philosophy, and I get it if this isn't everyone's. Um, it can be, and it doesn't happen for me every time. Like uh, when I go to you know Thanksgiving game uh, every year for the lions. Uh, I don't necessarily do that, but I, I'm of the mind again. Like when, when I think about a tailgate and I'm preparing for a tailgate in a given, um, week, uh, I mean, I don't go to too many football games a year, even though I'm a huge fan, you know, maybe I get to yeah. three and that's like a hell of a year. Um, I, I like to treat it like a real event. So yeah. I would prefer to have great food there. Right. Yeah. To take the extra steps to do that. Um, so that's just kind of why, you know, I, I take a step forward than more, most people, you know. No, I, I, I think that's that's that. what we're talking about here. You you it's a special event. It should be treated as such. Sure. So, yeah, so that that that's that's where I'm at. Um, I've obviously had plenty of, of dogs. And, and like you said, dogs, sausages are pretty easy, a little bit more yep. of a pain in the ass after the fact. Right. When you're trying to do other things and just sit there yep. and eat. Um, but, yeah, burgers are usually my go to. I think sliders are a great call. Um, that's actually, uh, I, I should think about maybe taking that 
burger recipe and, and cutting it down. Sliding it, it up. Little, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's a great call. Yeah. You get some Kings of wine rolls or something like that. Yeah. You're Ooh. in good shape. Yeah, buddy. Num. All right. Games. My go-to game. So I guess, are you of which, which school of thought are you? And this can be both, I suppose, but I, I feel like each tailgate is usually one or the other. Are you a, call it traditional game guy that involves drinking so that can be your cornholes your ladder golfs but you have a beer in your hand or are you a flip cup like drinking game at a tailgate kind of person i'll go first i'm yeah more typically a game game person yeah Um, yeah and and and, uh, i i will say i love can jam i think that's a terrible idea at a tailgate (laughs) agreed agreed you have to be really controlled and good at throwing a frisbee and it's a lot easier like if you're bad at cornhole you're typically not like hitting cars like aisles away right 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 right, right. um uh but yeah i'd say i I mean i love me some cornhole i know it's a pain in the ass to bring so i don't usually bring it um but if it's there that's that's my go-to yeah um but I'm definitely more that at a tailgate than I am like flip cup or um, beer pong or something like that. Oh yeah. I mean, beer pong is pretty much unplayable at a tailgate because to your point, the ball goes flying. It's underneath the car and you got to go, it's, you know, you have to play with water. You can't play with, you know, uh, beer because then again if the ball goes under the car like someone could have pissed right on the tire of that car or they're you know oil yeah. on the ground like it's it's unplayable and just even handling the ball after it's it's just unplayable um uh, t- cornholes good you know it's that's probably like the best i think tailgate game game a case could be made, made for like quarters um <laughs> I agree that I am a game game guy to tailgate, not a drinking game guy. But, however, if I am playing a drinking game. If I get my arm twisted. If I am playing a drinking game, I am playing the best tailgate drinking game. Which is? Have we ever talked about Natty Toss? Natty Toss, no. We've never talked about Natty to all oh boy. No. Okay. So this is a game that was introduced to me. Uh, <laughs> whenever I started doing the, uh, the Pittsburgh pirates home opener tailgate. And it was a game that was brought out of necessity. So the first year I went a couple years prior, the guys were getting ready to go into the game and obviously had a case full of Natty still like a cooler full of Natty still. And they wanted to, you know, get going get the boys going, you know, a little bit, get rid of some of this natty and uh, get into the game. So out of uh, born out of necessity, they said, okay, let's just pass the natty around. Like you're sitting in a circle, you know, a pretty, pretty sizable circle, you know, you're, and you toss the natty and uh, you can only catch it and throw it with one hand. And uh, if you drop it, you drink, if your throw is bad and, causing the other person to drop it you drink if the can starts to fizz like gets to the point where it's broken starts fizzing then you have to chug your natty in the center of the circle and that is natty toss very simple but gets the people going every year when we do it we get a big crowd you know everyone comes around like see what the hell's going on 
people always are pulling up seats and stuff like that. You know, someone's going to get like a chair and, and pull up and it's great. I mean, many a time my buddy's dad, poor Bob Roth still complains that his golf games ruined because he was playing Natos and stoved his finger. Who? So, Bob Roth? Bob Roth. Oh, Roth. Roth. Okay. Yeah. Not, not Roth. <laughs> yeah. Bob Hayden Roth. Pictures out there. He, he, Brad would be like, my dad still bitches every time he hooks a shot. It's like that damn natty toss on my finger. No, no, back to what it used so, to be. So, so you're in a circle. And so this is like a very random, like who you're going to throw to. Obviously, more times than not, yes. it's probably someone head on a swivel, head right, on a swivel across. So, are you guys like chucking it? Like, is it acceptable to do like a soft? No, no you, you, check? you have to. So, like I said, you only can use one hand to catch it and throw. Sure. And it has to be a like a, a catchable can. You okay. can't just whip it at the guy. Okay. Like lofting it is is the name of the game. If you okay. whip at someone, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And but... you drink. Okay. So yeah. Wasn't sure if that was just built in because I can see people like even if it's like catch up here and an underhand whip, like in someone's yeah. chest, like I can see. No, no, thing. no. And it's like, you know, I mean, sometimes I'm going across the circle to someone. Yeah. Sometimes it's just because it's head on a swivel, baby. Yeah. You just flip up to the guy next to you and hope they make the catch, you know? So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, or don't hope they make the catch either way. Right. But, uh, but yeah, Natty Toss. Natty Toss is my tailgate game. Okay. That's a great one. I feel like we got to play that now. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, all right. What do we got next? Miscellaneous item. Yeah, so I had a hard time with this one because, like, there are so many things that, like, I'm not, like, whatever I'm thinking about, I'm not thinking, like, core, grill, you know, those things are, like, things that are given, right, to have a tailgate. You you kind of need that, right? Um, I'm thinking, like, something that, like, is going to add to the experience um, that it is not at every tailgate. Right. I, I got one. Do you do, do you have yours? Yeah, I, I do. Okay. 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 Sorry. Yeah. We'll use lead with like, oh, I really struggle. I I'm just I'm just explaining oh, to the people. Okay. I'm just explaining to the people. Okay. For me, like, cause I don't want someone to be like, well, why don't you just go what about a grill? That's a miscellaneous <laughs> item. Well, yeah, no shit, dude. Like everyone needs a grill. Like, I'm sure. talking about something that's really I, I would even say that like a speaker system might be like, you know, yeah. like kind of necessary, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking what I like to see, especially like a big tailgate, you know, you got some buddies there showing up, you know, and they call you. And it's like, hey, where are you guys at? And it's like, uh, I'm over, uh, you know, by the stadium, uh, the second lot back, uh, like a couple rows in, you know, but it's like, oh gosh. And then I lose the call and then takes a flag. Just give me a flag, attach it to the, attach it to the tailgate, say, yep, I'm the Jolly Roger and the American flag in this lot. Look for the flag. You'll find me. Yes. And then that's you're just a beacon of hope in a sea of 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 transparency. So or not transparency, but you know what I mean the opposite sure. of transparency. So yeah, yeah. a flag. Yes. <laughs> a flag is what is is a great thing to have. Okay. It kind of sets you apart, makes it easy to find, especially if a lot sure. of buddies coming up. You know, you might look on Instagram, someone else is at the game. It's like, yo, come see me. Uh, no, you come see me. No, I'm easy to find. I got the flag. Just come yeah. over to the flag. Okay. Okay. That's that's a that's a great answer. I went 
a different direction. Lay it on me. And I, I will say this is situational. So yeah. your miscellaneous, miscellaneous um, item is something that's practical for every time. doesn't matter. One person, two person, like you're the yeah. guy, you know, you're the flag guy, right? Yeah. You got your flag. Um, I would say this is situational, probably not applicable as applicable for NFL games, unless it's a later game. I would say, and maybe it's just because I hate pregame people, um, but for college, especially, again, especially if you're not the first game of the day. Yeah. I'm a big TV guy. Nowadays, nowadays, it is so easy to bring a, a TV that's a smart TV, a, yeah. an HDMI to a computer. Yeah. And, and and again, it doesn't work every time. It depends on where you're at. But I would say 90% of places you tailgate have like cell service. Yeah. yeah, yeah everyone yeah, yeah. has unlimited cell phone plans, right? Like, yeah. A data plan. So I, I'm a big bring the TV guy where it's I like, love that. I, I love I'm that. A, I'm a, and, and again, it doesn't have to be crazy. You know, everyone has no. probably like a 32 incher or something that's like yeah. an old TV that you don't really know what to do with because it's too small. Maybe it's in your bedroom. Yes. Um, you just upgraded. You have that extra TV. I did this actually last year when I went to uh, the Michigan State Nebraska game with my dad and my uh, little brother. Uh, we had, uh, I believe the Spartans played at 3.30 or 4.00. And so we had the noon games on and it, it, it yeah. worked. I would say it worked fairly well. There was uh, you, you have to have some prep. So you have to make sure you have a power source. Uh, of course. So a lot of cars nowadays um, ha- have an outlet, you know, uh, you don't necessarily need like a, um, uh, a generator or anything yeah. like that. You right, can obviously right, right. bring a generator if you need one. Yeah. Um, or if you just have a laptop that has a pretty decent battery, you can usually yeah. get a decent amount of time out of it or like a, um, uh, a, a charger like a uh, what are those things called um the chargers that you charge and then they're like an external charger oh like, yeah yeah like uh yeah yeah right 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 I, yeah. yeah like a battery so, yeah yeah I, i'm i'm a i'm a big tv guy it's really not too much of a pain in the butt but if you're like uh having a day-long tailgate you got a night game even if you yeah. have like a mid-afternoon game or even if you have a noon game and you're there early and you love college game day like yeah throw that on I'm all about it. That's a great call. And you could even like after the game. So over, if you don't want to sit in traffic, yeah, you got some beers left over and some food. Or just, you've you got know. to sober up a bit, like whatever the yeah, situation is. Too, whatever your situation is. Yeah. Yeah. You can just throw on the TV and you're good to go. I love and, that. Yeah. And it's a great thing. It doesn't interfere. It doesn't have to interfere with anyone else's games. Cause like, I, I don't know if, I mean, I guess if it's college game day, it's a little different, but for me, like I can easily watch a football game. Sometimes it's preferred and not listen to the commentators. Right. So oh, you yeah, yeah. Oh, ab- your music absolutely. going and everything like absolutely. that. Absolutely. No, keep it, keep it yeah. on. I would say, keep it on mute, you know, let the, let the music play. And then, you know, as the boys are playing a little cornhole, you just peek over what's going on with the game here. You yeah. know, going to get, I mean, some, going to pick up a slider. Yeah. You right. know, t- yeah, exactly. How's my, how's my bet going? Because you know you exactly. gambled on those exactly. games, right? <laughs> you know you gambled on one of them. Exactly. So you gotta know. Yeah, I love that. That's a really good pick. That's very yeah. strong. So that's me. Um, 
All right, pro move. This is this is our this is our last one. Um, I can start off, and I kind of alluded it to it earlier. My biggest pro move in my eyes is just the prep the night before. Like ah. you can you can really have a great tailgate and whether that is pre-cooking some of your meals so for instance when my dad and i go uh to thanksgiving uh game for the lions we usually bring sausages which is actually funny yeah um even though i'm i guess that's the only time i'm in the mood for it um yeah but we'll yeah. grill the sausages the night before so all we okay. really have to do is like heat them up when we get there yeah because um, typically because it's thanksgiving and uh, you know i'm usually traveling into detroit or it, back home to Michigan. And, um, especially now with the baby, like we're, we're not getting there super early, right. We're only yeah. getting there an hour and a half or so before the game. So it's enough to really get a, a nice little mini tailgate in before we, you know, get into the game and time to get, you know, a cheap beer and then get to our seats. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that, or even like I was mentioning the burgers that I like, like it, just take the time the night before yeah. mix those together, throw them in the fridge. Like you said, Saran wrap, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm just always like, and maybe it's just my personality. Like I, I like to take the time before the night before and just prepare so yeah. that it is just like the ultimate, um, time when you're there and you don't have yeah. to worry about yeah. it. So that's no, my that- biggest pro move. That is, that is, and you know, we're very much on the same page, except instead of prep the night before, I'm going to say prep the morning of. And by that, I mean very specifically, (laughs) go to a gas station. Stop, make time in your schedule so that no matter what the traffic's like, you know, or anything like that, that you're going to be able to, because like opening day, you know, we get there and you line up and you get your spot. Make sure that you have time to hit the gas station. You're going to want to pick up, you know, maybe a breakfast sandwich. You know, I'm stop, I'm talking like stop at Sheets. Get yourself a breakfast sandwich and a hash brown. Get yourself a couple Red Bulls, maybe a five-hour energy, you know, so you got some energy going throughout the day. A cup of coffee. Get, you know, all your nicotine of choice, whether it be cigarettes or chew or whatever it is. Stop at the gas station. Even grab a couple snacks, right? You know, like, ice, right? Ice is usually yeah, a yeah. day, a morning of. Yeah. Well, I mean, for us, it's like, you know, like we normally already have that. Like I go to Stinch's house before the game and he usually has ice there. Like we're set with that. It's like you go <laughs> one year, Stinch and I were running late and we didn't go to the gas station. It was miserable. I'm like bumming chew off of people because I ran out halfway through the tailgate. Uh, you know, thank God, like Brad Roth, our, our savior that morning, he showed up late, which is fine because like our trucks, like, so it was Stinch drives and his brother drives and they both have trucks and like Brad showed up late, but it doesn't matter. Like he can park his truck wherever because we have two trucks together anyways. Yeah. And he was late, but he picked up McDonald's breakfast sandwiches, which was like, you know, a gift. Uh, Yeah, it was like a gift from the heavens. But like, that's the thing. If like that at least got me going in that situation, but still like, you know, I didn't have my chew, got a little tired, didn't have like a five hour energy or anything like that. You have to have to make time to hit the gas station before the game, get all the stuff that you're going to need. Like you said, if you eat some ice too, like whatever. Make time to hit the gas station. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. And I think I guess I didn't even think of that as 
like something it's almost like organic sometimes like and in my case it's like usually i you know the ice it's like okay yeah i can do all the preparing but am i really gonna put a big bag of ice in my freezer right like, right, no. right, right, right but you have to make that time because yeah even if it's just something as simple as needing ice in your cooler like you're gonna have a bad time if you don't hit that gas station oh yeah 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 absolutely and you Maybe don't gotta make time for it because you you also want to make sure you're lining up appropriately sure. to you right. know, get your spot so yeah no a hundred percent um okay guys that that's that is our tailgate special our 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 tips our tricks our um preferences uh what we like to do um i would love to hear if you guys have any uh anything that we talked about if there was a, a drink that you're passionate about a, a food um a, a game maybe that we haven't even talked about that's like a tradition for you um uh, again like a miscellaneous item or your own pro move um please let us know yeah. uh dm us we'll post uh we'll post the answers uh to everyone's um actually i guess we could probably do a poll right that's probably like yeah let's let's yeah. i was just getting ready down here try yeah. to do a little poll so we'll do yeah. Just We're fancy yeah, instagrammers yeah. right we, we we can figure this out like the yeah. kids <laughs> all right yeah we can well all right uh what was your game was it, it was it so mine was just like I, I i would say like my my preference is game game and and my go-to is usually cornhole but it cornhole. can be yeah, what, a okay. bit cumbersome um to have, to bring the boards but if you definitely have someone with a, a truck or a bigger suv then it's usually not a problem yeah, that TV pick is really going to set you set you over the top with the people. So yeah, that I'm, was, I'm that was a good pick. Uh, that that's just that's one of my my favorites. If I can make it happen, and and it's not an always situation, but if you can make it happen, it's usually one you never regret. I love it. All right, cool. Yes. Yeah, so, and I will say, guys, I think I hinted at this before. We we have like a, a special project. That, that the whisker, Whiskers and Whiskey Boys are working on. Uh, it is related to tailgating uh, and it's it's in motion currently. Um, really excited about it. Hoping to get like, a, even if it's a test run of it, um, probably the turn of the new year is probably a realistic timeline for it. Um, and it'll be perfect because it'll probably come around the time that Football ends and we're jonesing for something. So there we go. There um, we go. Stay tuned, but it's uh, it's something we're excited about, and it's definitely uh, something I think you guys will really love. So stay tuned. Um, okay, so why don't we get to our rivalry here? So today we're talking about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Indeed. And again, that is played between the Florida Gators and the Georgia Bulldogs. So let me hit you with a fun fact here. Hit me with it. So since 1933, this is a unique, this is unique to rivalries, I think. I mean, I don't think, I think it's pretty unique. Um, so since 1933, this game has been played at a neutral site in all but two years, making it one of the only annual rivalry games that are played at a neutral site and not on each other's campuses. Yeah. Hmm. Which is weird. I don't know. It's like when you think about it, it's it's odd yeah. that they yeah. do that um, it is. because of the draw of being on campus. And um, I, I think I get into it a little bit later on why they do that, but okay. I think you okay. can probably guess why. Yeah. The money, uh, the money, 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 money. Yeah. Money makes the world go round. All right. So is your official guest going to be an original four loco? 
as the trophy. Yeah, let's let's make that let's make that my guess. That sounds good. You know what? Actually, no, it's gonna be a um because so in all honesty, Mike, being in the uh, being in the SEC, you're not in the SEC. Being a fan of an SEC school, um, you're obviously very familiar with this game. Yes. You are uh, you are not aware, or were you? You can be truthful. Were you aware that there's a trophy? No. Oh, boy, no. I, I was this not aware that there was a trophy. I don't and think my, a lot of people do know unless you're obviously a fan of the either school. My my official guess is just um uh it's it's still an original for loco, uh, but served in one of those uh cactus margarita glasses. And the rim is just salted with uh with with crystal meth, just a little crusted, crunched up crystal meth uh rings. Is, is that because of like the location of the game? Is because that what, Jacksonville, you, you yes. get the you get yeah. the local yeah. oh. Jackson, Jacksonville. Yeah. Spoiler alert: It is played in Jacksonville every year. Um, okay, so why don't I give you a little bit of history on the robbery? So first matchup was in 1904, or was it 1915? We'll get to that. You you tell me, pal. Oh, I, I I will tell you in a second. So the first matchup, depending on who you ask, uh, was either won by Georgia fifty-two to nothing or won by Georgia thirty-seven to nothing. Okay. So the result really didn't change. No, still a, a shutout for the dogs. Sure. Um, overall, the series lead is Georgia uh, leads it fifty-four wins to forty-four losses to two okay. ties. Okay. Uh, and honestly, this Close. this series has just been a series of streaks uh, by both schools. So that, that makes the, sense. The longest winning streak is seven, and that's held by both schools multiple times. Okay. Okay. But over the last 10 years, Georgia is six and four. Mm-hmm. And that's closer than I expected. The previous 10 years before that, Florida was seven and three. Yep, makes sense. <laughs> so, kind of what we were talking about. It's been pretty evenly matched through um, the various uh, decades. Uh, just a streak here, streak there. So, normally I would stop and ask you your thoughts on the trophy and, and introduce a tro- trophy, but not this time. Not this time, folks. This one's special. I, I need to. I need to. I need to paint a picture first. I, I need All to. Right. I need to give you a little bit more information before. I get to this trophy. Okay. All right. So as I alluded to before, there is some disputed beginnings to this robbery. So the two universities do not agree on when this actual robbery began. Uh, the University of Georgia's athletic department considers the 52 to nothing victory in 1904 um, against a school known as the University of Florida to be a part of the series. So they believe the first time was 1904. Okay. However, this was not the modern day University of Florida in Gainesville at that time, ah. but it was one of the four predecessor institutions, a school based in Lake City that was known as the Florida Agricultural College um, back then. Okay, okay. And we kind of got into the very, I guess it was more on the Florida State side, but it was a very similar instance where it, there was a lot of um, changing of names and whatnot for Florida and Florida State over their histories before they got to what we consider the modern day universities. Um, mm-hmm. So Florida's University Athletic Association does not include this game in its series of records because it uh, occurred before the modern university was established by the Florida legislature 
with the act or the Buckman Act of 1905. Um, so, and, and then again, like I, if I remember correctly from the McCullough Trophy, Florida's original school was a women's school. So they didn't have football when they first started either okay. until they became a co-ed school. Trying to get some losses off the uh, off the books. That's yes. Fair. So they don't uh, they don't acknowledge the the rivalry um, until 1915. Um, so let's see here. So the 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 Georgia sports historian, his name was Dan McGill, sums up Georgia's uh, attitude towards this. Essentially, he said in quotes, "That's where Florida was back then. We can't help it if they got run out of Lake City." <laughs> so yeah so now you're now you're already getting if you if you didn't know that this is a rivalry game you're already getting a sense of this all the way back to when they first started playing so the first game in the rivalry acknowledged by both schools so when florida finally acknowledged it uh took place in jacksonville in 1915 and the series has been played annually since then except or since 1926 uh, except in 1943 when Florida did not field the team due to World War II. Right. So this has okay. been played continuously since 1943. So the site of the game. So we kind of hinted at this as well. It's, it's a neutral site. So the Florida-Georgia game has uh, often been held off campus um, since the very beginning. Uh, Florida's first on-campus stadium, Fleming Field, was very mm-hmm. small. Um, so Florida's mm-hmm. early teams usually played at home against the opposition somewhere other than Gainesville. Um, okay. So before 1930, Florida Georgia's contests were held in Jacksonville three times, Savannah twice, and Tampa once, along with several home games in Athens, um, mm-hmm. and then another one in Macon, Georgia, as well. Okay. So Florida field. Uh, officially opened as we know it in 1930 and the rivalry uh the rivals to uh played that game in Gainesville for the first time in 1931 uh with the following season returning back to Athens Georgia um and then from 1933 onward the game has been played in Jacksonville uh so it really only played a couple of games early on uh but from the get-go it's it's pretty much been in Jacksonville for its entirety Um, so since 1933 and onward, the game has been played in Jacksonville, except for one home and home set in 1994, and 1995, um, when, and this was because, uh, the old Gator Bowl stadium was being rebuilt, um, for the expansion, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars of the NFL. So gotcha. they had to do it gotcha. because the Jaguars came to town. Gotcha. So in almost 100 meetings, the game has only been played in Athens or Gainesville a total of seven times. Wow. And there are no future plans to move it from Jacksonville. Why would you? Scenic Jacksonville. Yeah, I know, right? All the places. Um, so playing this game at a neutral site rather than on uh, either campus um, generates more revenue um, yeah. than if the game was rotated on a home-and-home basis. Mm-hmm. So as of uh, 2018, the universities make about $3.3 million each year. Wow. Um, or $6.6 million every two years, uh, which is, again, far more than they would have earned had they just been alternating stadiums. Right, right. 
And in addition, the city of Jacksonville agreed in 2019 to compensate the schools for the loss of the home game by paying each university a million a year. What? They were already making more money. And then the city of Jacksonville, they squeezed the city of Jacksonville. They're like, hey, if you want us to continue making more money here, pay us. I guess were they thinking like, hey, we'll go somewhere else. Maybe. I mean, I, I didn't see if there was a true dispute or if Jacksonville just like didn't even want to risk it and was like, hey, stay here. We can compensate That's, you. Wow. Yep. So a million a year plus travel expenses beginning in 2020 was. Holy was... shit. Yep. And uh, there has been the occasional call to move the game from Jacksonville, um, usually when either school is dominating the rivalry or um, a fan gets stabbed by a hobo. <laughs> Sure. Um, in 2018, uh, Georgia's coach Kirby Smart pointed out that the neutral site game costs both programs a, vol- or a valuable uh, recruiting weekend every other year. Um, and Why? bring it. I, I, I guess in their eyes, where it's actually an interesting like juxtaposition to uh, the game that we talked about earlier this season which is the southwest classic just had, right. had to hit me uh which is played at cowboy stadium every year right. um and that's a draw in their yeah. eyes for oh, i mean maybe it's because you know college station and fayetteville are you know probably not huge well college <laughs> station's a cult i'm surprised they don't want them to show up there and drink the right. Kool-Aid. um huh yeah so they see it as a as an actual recruiting tool to be able to say, Hey, you're going to play at Cowboy stadium. Maybe it's because it's Jacksonville <laughs> and maybe, you know, it's not at like a historic stadium. And this is the world's stadium. largest outdoor cocktail party, like yeah. which includes women in cocktail dresses. Just have the recruits go walk around the tailgate for a little bit there. They'll want to come to your school. Yeah. I, <laughs> don't disagree there. Um, yeah. So like, even like I said, on, and, Kirby and, gets smart. But at the time, the Florida coach, Dan Mullen, also said that he respected that point of view as well. I can understand from like a coaching standpoint uh, that it's more fun to have the campus game, right? To be able to really hype it up, to get your fans there. Um, the, 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 the fans are fans, there. The student fans. I don't know how many students travel to Jacksonville, probably especially from Athens. Obviously, it's a little easier for Gainesville, um, for Florida fans to get to jacksonville but i was gonna ask how far like who who has the advantage from a drive perspective i assume florida but yeah it, it's probably not by much it's, if i had to guess i i don't know if i had to guess it's probably an hour hour versus maybe two hours but yeah. why guess when i have a computer right in front of my yeah face? why guess so why don't I just tell you exactly what it is? So from gain, what's your guess? Actually, tell me what you think. I'm going to say from you. Athens, where's Jacksonville? It's on the East, right? It's all sure the way is. on the East coast. Yeah. I'm going to say it's probably like a three hour drive from Athens. I have no idea where Gainesville is located. So I'm going to say it's like an hour from Gainesville. Really? Of all the knowledge you have in your head, geography is not one of them. That's uh, well, I mean, I, I I know some things. I just don't know exactly where Gainesville is. It's in the Panhandle, but it's not too far in the Panhandle. Or, yeah, or okay. It's, it's I, I figured there. I I knew it was up north. I just yeah. didn't know exactly where. Okay, so Gainesville to Jacksonville is an hour and fourteen minutes. So I almost okay. nailed that. I almost nailed that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. 
And then Athens to Jacksonville is, drum roll please, holy uh, shit, five hours and 30 minutes. Five hours? I said three. I was way off. Holy shit. Athens, I guess that's right. Athens is, Atlanta is way further north in Georgia than I thought Sweet it was. Sweet Christmas. Yeah. So you can really understand why Kirby smarts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I get it now. Point made, uh, Kirby. Right. He, he He's talking about recruiting, but it's also just like, sure, you're going to get your Georgia fans. It's a like, road game every adults. year. Right. Yeah. You get your adults that are always going to travel. You're going to get those fans. And I know this, I'm sure the school provides busing down there, but that's like, a much different yeah. situation to know yeah. that you're going to be on a bus for 10 hours. Um, probably even longer, really probably close to 12 hours Jeez, oh, bus wise, but yeah, um, so, Jacksonville's worried that they'd lose it to the uh, Mercedes Benz. I was going to say Atlanta yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. And then Florida was probably like, uh, I don't know if we want to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Um, yeah. So it seems like, even though there's been renewed or there's been the occasional talk of moving the game um, to each other's campuses, uh, there has just been renewed contracts um, because it makes financial sense for both schools to keep it in Jacksonville. Um, so for instance, uh, for example, despite vocal calls to move the game to Atlanta uh, or to move it to a home and home uh, after Florida went on a 16 to three run in the series, uh, Georgia's athletic board unanimously agreed in 20 or 2009 uh, to a six-year contract that kept the game uh, in Jacksonville through 2016. And then the most recent contract extension keeps the game there until at least 2023 with wow. an option of uh, two more years. But okay. I, I didn't see anything about that changing. Okay. So, and then on the flip side for Jacksonville, why they're willing to pay million dollars uh to both schools two million a year is the game is really uh extremely lucrative for jacksonville businesses particularly in the downtown area with many sure. reporting sure. that it's the busiest weekend of the year for them um, sure and in addition to being an important uh to the city of jacksonville the georgia golden isles also depends on the game to sustain business through the winter seasons as georgia students and alumni elect to spend the weekend on the georgia coast oh, uh, particularly cool. on the saint simon's island where thousands of Georgia students gather each year at the aptly named Frat Beach on the Friday before. <laughs> nice. That is something I had no idea about. Did you know that there's like really fancy, schmancy, ritzy beaches? Um, it's not quite Savannah or Hilton Head. Um, it, it's like its own little different. It's close to there, of course, um, but it's its own little islands uh, that are also down that coast. I had no um, so idea. It's much closer to to the to the Florida Georgia line. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I guess there are like very, very, very big. Like you're thinking like Hamptons, like the Hamptons. Oh the wow! South. Yeah, like politicians and 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 shit have houses there. I don't remember why huh. I was doing research for work on it one day, um, but there was like this really ritzy event on this island in Georgia, and I was like, "Where the hell is this?" But it's wow. a really big deal. It's like huh. the, like I said, I, I, my the Golden Isles. Yeah, it's like the, the Hamptons is what I would describe it as like. Huh. Um, yeah, so I guess that's that's where they uh, choose to to be. And it, I guess that makes sense too, right? Because it's usually this weekend. Um, and uh, it's probably not like obviously swimmable weather, but it's probably not terrible, right? It's probably yeah, the yeah. 60s, if not 70. Huh. Um, okay, so why don't we get to the 
why it's named what why it's named so this game is one of the busiest annual events downtown jacksonville attracts a huge crowd that congregates around the stadium for tailgating and other places in jacksonville and because of this the game is known as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party Mm -hmm. a nickname first coined in the 1950s by a a fella named bill castles who was a sports editor for the florida times union uh, and Castles claimed that he came up with the name after seeing a drunk, stumbling fan offer an alcoholic <laughs> bread, offer an alcoholic beverage to an on-duty police officer. Okay, <laughs> so he saw that and went, "I'm going to call this the world's largest outdoor cocktail party because if you have had so many peppermint patties that you are offering <laughs> beers to an on-duty that's just police polite. officer, that's just <laughs> polite. <laughs> that's all it is." That's all so, it is. So the cocktail party or the yeah, the cocktail party nickname proved so popular that the city of Jacksonville used it for many, many years. However, the city dropped it from its official uh, usage in 1988 following a series of alcohol fueled outbursts. Okay. So in 1984, Florida fans stormed the field and tore the goalposts down. Uh, looking at you, Knoxville, after a 27 0 <laughs> victory. Uh, and the following year, a 24-3 Georgia win led Bulldog fans to do the same, ultimately resulting in 65 arrests. So, therefore, the city cracked down on excessive drinking and soon dropped its name. Uh, and in 2006, you're going to hate this, both schools and the Southeast Conference asked CBS and the city to abandon the name in promotions due to concerns about alcohol abuse by students and other attendees. What? What? I mean, if it's it's like as sure as the sun rises, the the Florida and Georgia kids are going to drink. Like I, it's just it is what it is. This has, to a lesser extent, the the battle for the beer barrel written all over it. Um, yeah, obviously that had a very reasonable explanation at the time for why they stopped it. But uh, yeah, Mike. So technically officially this is not named the world's largest outdoor cocktail party yeah everyone still calls it that though so it <laughs> you know it's it just is. like you know Acrisure stadium you know clearly that's Heinz field called, baby <laughs> clearly Heinz field so i haven't even thought of it being Acrisure one time this season <laughs> that is Heinz field i'm surprised you even said that right now i even even used it by name it's like he, he who must not be named you must not be named yeah right <laughs> Uh, so since 2006, the rivalry lacked an official name. Uh, it was generally just called like the Florida Georgia game. And again, this is by like uh, official standards. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or like Florida, Georgia, uh, Georgia, Florida, if it's in Georgia, right. It depends on, you know, which, which state you're in, which right, right, right. state gets named first. Um, and let's see here. So. Some some have called it numerous things depending on the 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 periodical um, depending on and like the, for instance the Jacksonville or the Florida Times Union um, will name it will rotate whether it's Florida or Georgia based on who has the home game right okay technically that because yeah. the jerseys right which one had wears their home and away jerseys depends right. on who's technically at home um, but since two thousand nine. The respective student government associations of the institutions have referred to this game as the war for the oar. As the winning team takes home the Okie Finoki oar. What? 
scroll down and take a look at this. How have boy. I never heard of this? Oh boy, you really want me to scroll? Yeah, I didn't want you. To oh see this my before. sweet lord! What do we have here, guys? If you couldn't, if you couldn't tell by the way he just exasperated, he was leaning back at this portion. You know, he was up front when we were talking about tailgate. You know, he's so pumped up. He sat back during my history lesson. He has sat back forward in attention over this. Uh, whoa. Whoa. Um, all tell right. us what we're looking let at me, here. Let and, me tell you what we're seeing. I have about five pictures here, so don't be afraid to scroll a few times to get oh, like I can? a full, okay. full perspective. Oh, my gosh. Let's okay. just say they 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 got they nailed it on the first time, right? So Yeah, no need, they no definitely did nail it on the first try. Wow. Okay. So what we got here is we got we got an ore, quite an ore. Um, the ore is like wider than a man. Like if a man were to stand in front of this ore, the the ore part, the paddle part is wider, and it is much taller than a man. It would is probably as tall as like a man. Like two guys, they're like five eleven, staying on each other's shoulders, um, and it is. But like for some perspective, these kids are holding it up at the tailgate. And it's five kids with like their arms like normally above their heads, holding it up. So like that gives you an idea of how long it is. Um, let's see, we've got oh, there's a helpful. I was gonna say I uh, I was just gonna read everything off on it, but uh, there's a helpful uh, guide here. Yeah, so a diagram. At the top of the handle, the, the handle of the ore, uh, there is uh, so there's two sides. One side is for Georgia, the other side is for Florida. I'm going to just describe the Georgia side and then we'll get to the Florida side. Uh, it's like it, it works either way. So at the top of the handle, it's the Georgia G. Uh, on the Georgia side, on the Florida side, which I don't see, I assume it's the Florida F. Yeah, it's um, the picture cut off. Yeah, at the top of the handle or at top of the paddle section, um, there is an illustration of the mascot, a bulldog and a gator uh, down the handle or the uh, yeah, I guess the handle of the ore. It's a record of all the scores since 2009. They get engraved on the handle. Um, so I, I skipped that part, but let's go back down. So beneath the mascot head uh, on the Georgia side, it says Georgia, Florida football rivalry trophy on the other side says Florida, Georgia football rivalry trophy. Uh, the words, the Okanofi or are emblazoned on both sides. The Georgia side has the state crest uh, of Georgia. The Florida side has the state crest of Florida. Uh, and then at the bottom of the pal, the or reads presented anonymously to the university of Georgia student body, along with the date of dedication, October 21st, 2009, uh, and then the Florida side says the same thing uh, presented anonymously to the University of Florida student body, uh, October 21st, 2009. Wow. Wow. The Oki Finoki. The Oki Finoki. Or. Yes. What, what an or. Yes. Um, so unlike many college sports rivalries, the Florida Georgia game historically has not been played for a trophy. Obviously we just mentioned that. Uh, so the city announced that, uh, 
the Jackson, the city of Jacksonville announced that it would award the winning teams the goalposts from the game in 1986 in order to persuade fans from st- not storming the field and destroying them as they previously had did <laughs> two years. Uh, however, no goalposts were ever given out to either university. Liars. Because, That's because, why you don't trust the administration, kids. Well, th- because <laughs> neither university wanted a set of goalposts. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. The kids want it. So in 2009, the student governments of the two universities announced the creation of this new trophy, the Okefenokee Ore. It is a 10-foot-long ore that was donated uh, anonymously to the University of Florida uh, in 2009. Uh, and then uh, uh, Mike had mentioned what was carved uh, in, in both sides of it. Uh, and the ore itself was carved from the remains of a thousand-year-old cypress tree that wow. once grew in the Okefenokee Swamp, which wow. straddles the Florida Georgia border and uh, which was the the source of an interstate uh, border dispute that uh, that swamp. Yeah. Yeah. So beginning with 2009 contest, the, the ore is presented to the winning team student body president. No trophy is presented at the game. So this is unfortunately the only, only thing wrong with this. Was Why? That- and I, I'm sure it probably has to do with the fact that it's so old and they don't want it to be broken. Like the the oh. the, the, um, the tree it was made out of, it's just so precious uh, that it it's not trusted uh, on the field with the the players itself. So I know. Give it to the nerds and the stick. Oh man. I know. Oh. All right. So that's that's gonna do it for us. Let's get Wait, to the. Wait. Where's where's the Okefenokee? What does that stand for? So that's so the the oak itself, the ore was um, carved from the remains of that thousand year old cypress tree that grew in the Okefenokee swamp. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I was just I was mesmerized by this thing. So okay, all right, got it. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, and actually, if I had to guess, Okefenokee probably is Native American. I would, I would, I would make. I that's a salient wager. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do it. Yeah, actually, I'm trying to figure out if they, it's just telling me where the swamp is. Um, but yes, yeah, so what is your rankings? So just to remind everyone, our rankings um, are on a scale from one to five, on uh, looks of the trophy, history of the trophy, history of the rivalry, the overall competitiveness of the rivalry, and whether uh, we think it is a bottom tier, middle tier, or top tier rivalry and trophy. What right. are your thoughts? Looks five, five. Null's uh, n- n- been said. I mean that that's it's a massive, massive, massive ore. Um, uh, war on the ore, like why? I, I mean, what a decision to go with the ore like that. Um, just awesome. I mean, uh, the engraving of the score, like this is what you want to see. It's got the school's emblems, the state seal, you know, the name of the rivalry, the scores at five. And it's huge. Uh, history. So this is where I do like, I mean, the thousand-year-old cypress tree, I love all that. Um, but somewhere I have to knock down the fact that they don't hand it out to the field yeah, or to the players on the field. I feel yeah. like this is the only logical place for me to knock it down. Yep. Uh, so I'm actually going to be pretty harsh on this. I'm going to say three because of that. I'm taking two whole points off like i i think it could easily be a, if this thing was getting on the field it could be a five i'm being really harsh on them 
I that is bullshit. That's fair. Um, rivalry itself, five. I mean, super. Uh, you know what? Four, four, because like they go in spurts. You know, like oftentimes it's just the way it is. Like Georgia's good. Florida sucks, vice versa. So like four, I think there is a hated rivalry there, but or well, now we're getting to competitiveness. So, uh, all right. So rivalry itself, let me not get the two conflated. Rivalry itself is a four, uh, five. I mean, Florida, Georgia hate each other. Uh, competitiveness is where I take it down to a four because normally these teams, even when they are both ranked, one is still like significantly better than the other. So that's where I'm going to put it at four. So overall, my it is going to be a a top tier one for me. So I, I was going to say my first top tier one, but I put the McCullough trophy as a top. Uh, I, I retroactively go back and give that grade of a top tier trophy. Yep. Um. So uh, this is my first live on air this season top tier. EJ, your thoughts. Woo! Mike, we, we are like lockstep here. I mean, looks, it's a five. Like, there's yeah. just nothing like th- this is up there with the best of the trophies. And I cannot believe I didn't know about this beforehand. Yeah. It, like, and maybe it's because it's not presented at the the field. Obviously, like the Big Ten is the gold uh, gold standard when it comes to trophies. We've heard about it this year where there's yep. plenty of people that are like, the Big Ten's trophies are awesome. We should make one. Um, yeah, yeah. But this this one's a five. Like it just checks all the boxes that we love. The girth, yeah. the, the size, uh, what it's about, like uh, where it comes from. Love it. Uh, history, 3.5. So I gave it a tad of a bump. Um, but I'm with you. I like that they, it is newer. Um, but the fact that it is made from a very old thing that has to do with both schools is awesome. This mm-hmm. would easily be a five if they presented it on the field. I understand yeah. why they don't, um, because you can't exactly replace a thousand year old Cypress tree, um, artifact, but that sucks. Yeah. The rivalry itself, I put at a 4.5. Uh, so it's just a, a, a tick below. And, and I would say, because it's not, even though it's not a in-state rival, um, it, it acts as that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I would agree with you. This would be an easy five if you had any semblance of what Florida and Florida State were at times, where it was like mm-hmm. decades of like, whoever wins this wins the national championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, but it's still very, very heated. Um, I feel like I equate Florida, Georgia with like what Michigan and Ohio is, where it's just like, you can't stand even. Just, yeah. Oh, you're from Ohio. Gross. And it's just yeah. like this weird thing that like, <laughs> have just been ingrained in you yeah. um, as a kid. So I, I feel like it's that. And the competitiveness, again, I have a better four like you do. Um, similar mindset, right? Where it would be nice if this was like, really up for grabs every year. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately it's like Florida had their dominance and now it's Georgia's time. And hopefully with Billy Napier, Florida, you know, in a few years can get back to it. Um, the, yeah, obviously they usually have, Let's not hope too hard. well, right. At least they're on the other side, right. At least you don't yeah. have to, on most years, see them once a year, but um, I guess it'll change. I don't know. I don't know what the SEC is going to do, um, but this is clearly a top tier. I think when I was doing my research, uh, and I actually think I looked at this one early, same with Floyd. Uh, I actually might have done the same thing where I just happened to peek at it and was just enamored with it from the get-go, even though yeah, I didn't yeah. research till later. Yeah. Um, this one's going to be tough to top. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. 
Yeah, so it's definitely a top tier for me. Um, okay, and the good news is this game is going to be played this weekend. Uh, this is one of the few SEC rivalry games that isn't played the last uh, game of the year, and that is in addition to the Battle for the Beer Barrel. Uh, which unfortunately is not a battle anymore, but that is also this weekend. And that is where we are going to start with our preview number 19, Kentucky. This became a game all of a sudden number 19, Kentucky five and two were traveling to Knoxville to play the number three Tennessee volunteers who are seven and oh, the early line is minus 13, or at least as as of yesterday, um, it was minus 13 and a half to Tennessee. What are your thoughts on this? Mike, drop my drop my phone there. Just trying to take a look. Um, I, I mean Tennessee rolls. Um, rolls. Yeah. So they cover yeah. that thirteen and a half. Uh, I, I'm showing twelve and a half on ESPN. But okay, so way, move down. Yeah, 13, okay, so two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Yeah. Two touchdowns. Two extra points. Okay, so you think they're just still riding high? Who did they play this last? Week? Uh that'd be University of Tennessee Martin. So, yeah, as I say, it was uh, yeah. a it was a nice little break Cupcake. from the to to take down uh, yeah. that. We always talk about athletic directors not doing their programs any favors. Their athletic director gave them a favor Big by favor. giving them Big like a favor. breath of fresh air before yeah. having to to refocus. Yeah. Um, uh, and for Kentucky, I mean, they they probably still. Uh, I don't because they lost to Georgia technically they probably still have a chance at it. So it's definitely something to play for uh, a mm. chance at winning the East and getting to the SEC championship. Mm. Um, but I'm with you. I don't know. I've watched Kentucky a couple of times because um, of Will Levis and the lions need for a franchise quarterback. Uh, and I just haven't come away very impressed with them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I think it would be a major letdown on Tennessee's behalf if they were to not cover this number. Agree. Agree. And this game is going to be on at 7 p.m. on ESPN. So it gets the night game um, because the 3.30 CBS time uh, is reserved for the war for the or or the world's largest cocktail, outdoor cocktail party. Uh, so let's preview this game. Unranked Florida, who are four and three, are traveling to Jacksonville to face the number one Georgia Bulldogs who are seven and oh, who are also traveling to Jacksonville much further. Mm-hmm. The, the Georgia line as of yesterday was 21 and a half for Georgia. Um, I'm sure it's still three scores regardless. It's, it's around there. So what are your thoughts on this? Do you think Florida has a chance? Not, uh, do you think they have a chance? What are your thoughts? Do they get up for this? To win? No, no, okay. no. I don't think they have a chance to win. Um, Cover. I mean, I don't know. Three scores is a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll cover or not. I I, okay. I would think not. Um, so my 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 line of thought is: What's your what been scoring this year? This is probably well. This is where we're gonna see how good of a coach Billy Napier is. And I think he's a good one because he's taken over a team. So there really should be patience. Um, 
I know, and, and I, I feel like I'm guilty of this. And I think all fans are guilty of this, of just wanting immediate success for your team when you have a new change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mm-hmm. think in college, it's even, even taking over a program like Florida, which inherently has usually really good athletes mm-hmm. and, 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 and good recruiting. Um, and it's typically a failure on the coach's half. And honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of times at Florida, it's the failure is not winning a national championship. And, and mm-hmm. in all honesty, when you have Nick Saban in your conference, like yeah, tough to do. Yeah, you're waiting line. Typically, if you can get over that hurdle, you're in good shape, right? Yeah. You usually don't have too much of a, a problem with the rest of uh, college football. But I think if you're Billy Napier and you haven't played Florida State yet, that's at the end of the year. This is your first real rival, right? This is mm-hmm. your chance. So while I do think, I, I think Anthony Richardson has a potential, maybe, I, I think he's probably better served to come back to Florida one more year, um, even though he's draft eligible, but mm-hmm. he has like a ceiling, right? We saw it at Utah. He yeah. was ele- against Utah. He was electric. And then you've seen his inexperience the last, you know, handful of games. I think George, or if I think Florida might get up for this and uh, you're right, I don't think they'll beat Georgia. I think if it, I I'm hoping Billy Napier uh, is the coach we think he is. And I think he's going to have his kids ready to go, ready to face this rival. They have a close um, drive from Gainesville. So they have a little bit of an inherent advantage there. Sure. Um, I, I think, I think they cover and I hope they cover. Mm. And, um, and I think, like I said, if you're, if you're, if you're him in this opening year, you had that great Utah you've had ugh, since then, if you're yeah. circling games this year, it's like, I got to show up for Georgia. I have yeah. to show up for Florida state. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to have them up and ready. I think Georgia's played no one for too many weeks now. They so played could, nobody, Paul. So I think nobody. it could be that perfect combination of like, you know, Georgia having to reacclimate themselves to playing an opponent and Florida having nothing to lose. Yeah. But I mean, like Georgia, so I'm just looking at their scores here to try to figure out how I feel about it. Like, I mean, they, after stomping the shit out of uh, Oregon and Samford and South Carolina, they beat Kent state 39 to 22 and they beat Mizzou 26 to 22. Almost lost that game. Like almost that was, lost that game. That was bad. That wasn't then, just like, oh, they were in the lead. They were no, no, they were coming back. Yeah. yeah. Now, but then they kind of got right. You know, they yeah. they beat up on Auburn 42 to 10. And At then home, just right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just beat the piss out of Vanderbilt last week, 55 nothing. That, that was mine. that was two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. And they're coming off a bye. So you know, I feel like, and when they look at the rest of their schedule, they kind of see like, you know, like they're ready for this. So I feel like, you know, having that by really got right against Vandy, you know, like, uh, well, here's, here's, yeah. here's the, the question here. And you probably have this answer because you haven't pulled up who's next week. Tennessee. I well, but you come off the bye, but you're coming off the bye, and you're like, okay, and you don't think I gotta lock implement, you don't think they're implementing any Tennessee gameplay here. I think this ah. is a typical look ahead, and for a rivalry game that's not really competitive or seen as competitive this year, hasn't been for say five, six years. I don't know, man. I think I think this could be Florida season outside could of Florida be. State. This could be. I'm not saying they're going to win. Like I said, I'm not going to say they're going to win. But keep it close. Get it covered. Yeah, 
I mean, with, I, I made three touchdowns is a lot. Yes. So. In a rivalry game as well. Uh, yeah. I, I think um, it'll be interesting, but it should be a good. I hope it's a good game. I hope that Florida yeah. keeps it close. Um, and I hope that we get some sort of pregame pictures of the or that would be pretty dope. That'd be that sick. Would be dope. Um, okay, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Follow us on Instagram at whiskers.whiskies and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do not forget to check out our Saturday morning bets. Mm-hmm. Um, keep track of our competition here. It's coming down to the wire. Um, it is. Mike and I really don't want to lose. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've lost. Um, <laughs> so the, the Whiskers and Whiskies brand do not want to lose to the listeners and give up that customized swag. Um, but we... Uh, we we got we got a competition here uh heading down the stretch heated heated we will see um so join us next week as we talk about our last acc sec in-state robbery game when we talk about the palmetto bowl so for mike i'm ej always remember too much of anything is bad but too much good whiskey is barely enough cheers boys cheers